If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in K-Pop. This is your host Anthea Isaac and today we have a very special guest and she is one of my very favorite and a person I really look up to and I take great pleasure and I'm still a little nervous but I am super happy to have <laughs> Stacy Nam. Like welcome. Hi. <laughs> hello, hello. Well, I'm sure that you guys are no stranger to Stacy Nam's interviews with iHeartRadio. She has given some of the in-depth interviews that we all love listening to, whether it's Korean or English. We have both versions of different artists involving TVXQ, Shiny, EXO, Taemin, Baekhyun, even solo artists, as well as bringing in Seventeen, um, and a lot more. I can keep naming them. And uh, she has been in the industry for a long time. And I can definitely say that she is one of the celebrity journalists out there. <laughs> <laughs> so I just take great pleasure in inviting you. Thank you for joining. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you for that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> So it is true, actually, because when you said yes, first, to be very frank, when you replied, like, hi, Anthea, I died at the moment. Like, wow, she did reply. Like, she texts back. And uh, when you said yes, it was really, like, um, I think um, you are really very good person as a person. It's not just being... Uh, I don't know, like a role model because I really felt happy and uh, honored to get receive a text and then you said yes so it was like super cool and uh, yay <laughs> yeah no I mean honestly I, I try to reply you know when people do message me I try to reply as often as I can um, I don't really consider myself to be like so different you know from everyone else out there you know I think I'm just you know, in a position where I can be a little bit closer, you know, to help bringing, you know, like that side of the artist that we all want to see, you know, um, you know, to video and stuff like that so that fans can get to know them a little bit deeper. 
But other than that, I'm like, I'm the same, you know? We're all the same, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one fun fact, when I was looking into your profile, I found that you did English literature, language and literature, BA English language and mm-hmm. literature. I'm a English mm-hmm, literature mm-hmm. student. Ah! Ah! So, same, yeah. same. <laughs> yes. So, I really Why did you so choose, happy. why did you choose that major? Why did you choose that major? Well, to be very frank, I asked my parents for journalism, but they ended up giving me English literature. And um, now I'm kind of pursuing more into journalism as well as teaching. So uh, teaching English literature. But I'm also thankful that because we learned literature, I was able to understand and decode a lot of MV theories easily than the others. So I'm mm-hmm. like, thank you, mom and dad. so why did you yeah i mean english lit i think is a great um honestly like it was for a really silly reason which is i like to read ah yeah many do that like i like more talking than reading i had a tough time Mm -hmm. during the start of my major but then i learned reading thank you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's a great major though yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm sure a lot of you guys listeners know stacy now but to know a little more about her and her recent assignments i just wanted you to you know like can you let us know about what you're doing recently are there any interviews coming out um honestly like i i'm always talking to you know like artist agencies and artists about doing interviews I, you know, I get a lot of requests and honestly, I don't take every single one that um, I get asked. I don't do every, every single interview um, because I do, I don't know if you can tell, but I do a lot of research when I do my interviews, right? So if there's an artist, I try to watch almost everything that they come out with, like whether it's official content, I try to like search fan sites to see what the fans are saying about the artist to get to know special things about them that might not be released like officially um, or known officially. So it takes a lot of my time. And because um, while most people know me from the content that I do, like via iHeartRadio and other outlets, that's not the only thing that I do. So um, I don't actually announce interviews unless they're confirmed officially. Mm -hmm. So I can say that I'm talking right now, you know, to a a few people, but I can't say who. Okay. Well, anything yeah. from Stacy, I'm totally up for it. So, I will care who the artist is. Thank you. Definitely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, one of the biggest questions that I really want to ask everybody is mm-hmm. how do you manage this career? Like, I know K pop is growing so wild recently. Like, it has been wild and it is growing so big and being part of the industry how does it feel um i think it's first of all it's great to see the progression right that k-pop has made um internationally uh the prominence that it's gained you know when i first started you know working in the industry of course there were artists that were known in america but it wasn't to the extent that for example like bts or you know, Blackpink or NCT or, you know, a lot of uh, these artists that we all, you know, love so much, like that recognition was, uh, it was like a, a dream, right? That 
you know, it might happen someday. Will we be able to see that happen? But now to see that it's like a reality, it's, it's kind of surreal, you know, but it's really exciting because I think it opens the door for um, so much more interesting things. Right. I think that there's, you know, of course, like pros and cons to K-pop becoming so prominent in Western regions, which is that sometimes companies like their primary aim will be, hey, we want our artists to become like big on the billboard charts to become like big in America or other regions like, you know, BTS. But I think it's, you know, always important to not forget like the roots of where K-pop comes from. You know, BTS didn't become big in America because they were really trying to become big in America. You know, they, mm -hmm. their discography at that time when they, you know, gained a lot of their fans was, you know, music sung in Korean language. Um, and, you know, but it was more like they were able to really show, share a lot of their personality, you know, with their fans. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, you know, creates this like deep, meaningful relationship. So I think that while it's really exciting time to be, in the industry, it's important to make sure that the people that are working in the industry do pay homage to like the history of how K-pop has started and like the journey to how it's become, you know, what it is today. So, you know, like a lot of people, like as we were talking about, K-pop is growing huge. And as a fun fact, you are in a position or you are doing a job that any fangirl would love to do it. Of course, you're working hard and there is a lot of preparation going on. But when you see from the outside, mm -hmm. it's all glittery and glamoury. So uh, were you this passionate to join this job and were you expecting this to you know, like blow up this way? Because I'm sure that few years ago, it might have seemed unpromising at times, but now it's huge. Mm -hmm. So how was your mental state when you started your career and how is it now? So, I mean, when I first started, it was like, um, because Korean content was one of the ways that helped me connect to my like heritage in a way. Um, I, I wanted to work in a position where I could kind of be a bridge to help connect other people to Korea, whether it be mm -hmm. to ha get, get interested in Korea or to, you know, like just like foster like their love of Korean culture or Korean content. So that's like how I start, how I started the position. Mm -hmm. So it was like my, I guess, reward uh, in working was always to see like the faces of fans, right? Whether it be like when I did concert, cause I did tour management. So when the artists were performing, I would look at the fans and see their faces and how happy they were. And that was like, what was rewarding mm -hmm. for me you know at that time um and so even now like with the content that i do it's not it's not so much like the you know how how big the artists are that i work with or how popular it's become it's really still always for me the fans so when i see like comments from fans being like oh you know you know, watching your interview has helped me fall more in love with the person that I, you know, that I stand or um, it's helped me come to know them a little bit better or something like that. That's like what is like, that's what I look at. That's how I see like my achievement. So it's not so much. It's always the fans. That's that's like, that's really why I do what I do. Yeah. So beautifully said, because I did read some of the comments uh, under your interviews and some 
you know, like under the Ali's interview, people were really happy that it was in English mm. because a lot of international fans wanted that to happen. And under Daniel's interview, uh, people were telling mm. that they got to mm-hmm. know a lot more about Daniel. So you are doing a great job. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if I can help that person, like that fan or that person get to know the person that they love, like a little bit mm-hmm. deeper, get to know as much as they can, like uh, as much as I can provide, like the the kind of like real side of who that person is, then I feel like I've done my job. So that's what's important to me. So uh, is there any TMI, like some of your favorite moments from artists, something that we would like to know? Hum, 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 hum. Hold on, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I mean, I do a lot of my interviews, like shooting artists eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like when I look at the comments, they're like, oh, please let them eat. Please let them eat, you know? And, and um, what I can't show just because of like the time that we're given is that they actually do eat. There's like times when, we don't talk and I just let them eat, but then I don't include that in the actual like content, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and they all eat really, really well. Um, which kind of surprised me. Cause I was like, because they're so tiny, right? Korean artists are so mm-hmm. tiny. I thought they would eat like one lettuce leaf, <laughs> you know? Um, but you know, that's not, that's not the case at all. Um, a lot of the artists, like, I don't know if this is so much TMI, but, you know, a lot of the artists are so extremely down to earth and like really Mm -hmm. sweet and really kind. Um, And like, because I'm not fluent, like I can, I can hold a conversation in Korean, but I'm in Korean, but I'm not by any means fluent. Uh, But a lot of the artists, like sometimes it shows in the interview, like if I don't know a word then they'll try and help me like, oh, oh, is this what you're trying to say? Or if I don't know something, they'll try and explain it to me. So that's like very, very sweet. Like when I Mm -hmm. first started doing these interviews, that was most concerned about was because I'm not 100% fluent, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because I was raised in America that I was like, okay, so obviously I have an accent when I speak Korean and even though they can understand me, like what if these, you know, issues occur? But I think, you know, that more than anything, they appreciate the fact that I'm trying to reach out to them like in their native language. So it makes it, um, I can, I, I can see that, you know, that they're really, really grateful, you know? Um, sorry, that wasn't really a TMI though. <laughs> like, hmm. Is there a specific artist you would want to know a TMI about? I'm trying to, because I've done so many interviews. So I'm like trying to think. Mm, I'm a fan of everybody. So today's episode is specially for Taemin. So Taemin. <laughs> Let me think. Taemin, Taemin, Taemin. Um, hmm. I don't know, because I've shared some of these, like, on Twitter already. So I don't know if they're going to be new. Is there any questions you have about him? Uh, wow. Most are just fangirl questions. I don't know, like, uh, I personally believe that Taemin has this contentment in him that actually makes him, um, you know, like, be successful i think that is one of the characteristics he has so is it true like when you interact with him can Mm -hmm. you see that contentment in him and any one 
life lesson, something that he just shared during conversation and that you carry in your heart till today? Is there something like that? I, I think that, you know, Tamin has uh, two kind of like very different sides, right? One, which is like his professional, like his artist. Um, when you meet artists, there are some artists that you has worked really, really hard to get to where they are. And then they're so talented. Of course, Tamin is also very, very talented and has worked extremely hard to get to where he is. But he's one of those people where I'm like, he was born to do this. Like, this is his true calling. Like, it is in his, like, every cell of his body to be that beautiful performer that he is, you know? Um, he is so passionate and so, so dedicated um, and always striving to reach, like, that next, like, higher level, whatever that may be, right, for him. I think he's always... You know, when you're someone like Timmy, who basically is his own genre and mm. is someone that so many people look up to, I think any person at that point in time, but Timmy is always striving to do something new, um, mm. striving to, you know, challenge himself to experiment. And I think that's one of the things that's so beautiful and admirable about, admirable about him as an artist, um, mm. as a per, you know, it's interesting because, you know, he's, of course, younger than me. Uh, when he talks to me, uh, you know, it's not so much like, let me share my life lessons with you. Uh, that's like when he talks to me, kind of just like inside conversation, he's very like a sweet kid, you know, um, a little bit, you know, like very shy. Um, he asks me a lot of questions, actually, um, you know, is very curious, like, personality not so much like life lessons or anything that I you know like he shared with me in watching him you can really see like wow like I'm so glad that there's an artist like this that's representing our industry you know and if anything he really he he really needs to be more known than he is right and and I'm not just talking about in terms of like album sales or something like that which of course those are great too but for him someone with his immense talent just more people need to see him more people is just like it's, it's it's not fair to people that don't know who he is yet you know so hopefully when he comes back from his military service you know we'll have a time where there is a time in world i can't wait to see that happen <laughs> yeah like we would love to have him in india as well oh yeah i know he has so many yeah so like yeah we'll you know hopefully yeah so, I know K-pop is really big in India too. So, so yeah. So, um, and something about Changmin, like oh Changmin, <laughs> oh my gosh, Changmin is one of. So I've known Changmin actually for a very very long time. He is really one of those kids where like, you know, TVXQ has achieved such great like fame. And mm -hmm. their accomplishments, like, you know, when you look at the records that they've set in Korea back at a time when K-pop was not so easily consumed, right? When they first debuted, it was still like you had to stand in line and buy CDs. Mm -hmm. It wasn't this music is released and at the click of a button, it's, ac you know, accessible to everyone in the world. They didn't have that when they first came out. And they worked so hard in Japan when they first, you know, debuted in Japan. They sang for free outside, like, like 
e like marts and stuff like that you know they didn't have like an easy rise right to to get to where they are especially in mm -hmm. japan but i think that you know they are both of them are so hardworking, so down to earth uh changmin is really like one of those like just all around perfect guys mm -hmm. like he first of all he's extremely intelligent like he's book smart um, but he's also like, he has a great sense of humor. Um, he's very sweet. Um, so like, so modest. I remember, uh, he invited me once to his, uh, TVXQ concert in Japan. And, um, you know, I, I went and I took my friend and then I remember, so after the concert, we went backstage and he was like asking, like, I'm so sorry. Like the concert was so long. Were you bored? Are you okay? Was it okay? He was like asking my friend, like, this was your first time. Like, I hope you enjoyed it. Like he was just so sweet. Um, and so all of my friends that ever meet him, they're just like, <laughs> they're like, oh my God, he's handsome, but he's also so sweet and modest. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so great. Like he's, him and, you know, both, but like, He's definitely one of those like very rare artists, like mm -hmm. where they're also very exceptional human beings, you know? So he deserves to be like loved for a very, very, very long time. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I can keep asking people, but yeah. <laughs> 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 Thank you. But like my next question is, something that I really, really wanted to ask you. That is, you know, like, we all know, like, people who are following you knew that you are also a big fan of K-pop content. And mm -hmm. you are being a professional journalist, interviewer as well. So when I decided to step in to do something related to K-pop or interview K-pop idols, um, a lot of people advised me to, you know, like, mm, separate these two like be a fangirl in a different space and then um be an interviewer and this is something that i'm learning and some say that i'm doing good oh i'm crediting myself but yeah i'm learning and uh, sometimes i feel that my twitter space or instagram i kind of restrict as well like no internal screaming like people are watching and they might feel like anti is weird and things but when i saw you you were like too open and um, you know, like it was see through. Like you, you, uh, I was able to see through, and um, it felt so nice. And I think um, you are one of the people that I look up to, and I learned that it is okay to fangirl in Twitter space as well. And it is not wrong. It is not like a crime or something. You love it and you mm -hmm. express it. So this is something that I really wanted to ask, like, how do you manage best of the both worlds? And were there times when people criticized you? And how did you have to, you know, like, answer back? Or what would be your answer for this? Um, I've definitely, I mean, I've seen comments on Twitter from, I guess, like, other users on Twitter before, like, saying things about me, you know, like whether it could be like, oh, she's just a fangirl or, you know, something like that. Or, you know, that kind of more negative comments. Um, I don't actually let it bother me too much because I'm like, 
in the beginning, you know, there's choices that we all have. And my choice was that I want to be as transparent as possible. I don't think that there's anything negative about being an artist, right? Um, and my personality in general, I cannot hide things, right? So, for example, like, I love Timmy, right? I absolutely adore him. The person that knows the most how much I adore him is Timmy himself. <laughs> he knows. Um, that you know, was my question, I think if anything, that was my next you know, question. He, oh, yeah, he knows. He knows. <laughs> I mean, I tell him all the time, like, all of his managers know, like, like all of shiny knows, like it's like not, you know, it's not new. like Changmin knows. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone knows. Everyone knows. Um, but for me, it was like, I think like for them, they're like, oh my gosh, there is this person that's out there in this space that's like, you know, that admires me or that, you know, that likes me and like my art and what I do. And I think that they think that's cool, right? Um, I think as long as you're not psychotic about it. There's nothing wrong with like hiding it. Honestly, every media personality will have those people that they feel more of a connection to, right? Some might be hardcore, like like uh, a huge fan, like how I am of Timmin. Some it might be less, but I think if you try and deny that part, I think you're just I think you're just being fake, and I I don't really like that. So for me personally, like. It's fine. I think in a professional space, um, I never like for me when I whenever I interview any artist, my goal that day is to be a like a fan of that artist. I want mm -hmm. to, you know, bring out the best parts of them, you know, and mm -hmm. I want them to know how much I genuinely admire and like admire them for the journey that they've been on so far for the people that they are for the you know uh, the appreciation for the people that they were when they first started in the industry so like sometimes when i interview for, i remember when i interviewed um red velvet right like yeti was like oh my gosh you're a lovey you know or like when i interviewed icon people are like oh my god are you an iconic or you know are you a, so whenever i interview any anyone they think i'm a, a fan of that group and i take that as a big compliment because i think that just shows like oh they really think they really uh like can feel like the connection that i'm trying to make with them so i think that's fine i think that like why do you have to hide who who you love i think if anything that makes you more passionate you know in, in what you do so my advice to you is to just be yourself oh Thank you. Yeah. No, like I know I would get an amazing answer when I ask you this. And that's exactly <laughs> why I decided to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of fangirl, and I think we are here to talk uh, about someone and we already gave some hints to our listeners. So we are here to talk about Taemin and mm -hmm. his recent album. So I already saw you screaming about the album and uh, we all were so how was your feeling like when you saw the music video i'm still puzzled like i was trying to write an interview uh, i mean review and i couldn't guess anything like the theories were so hard and when the fans were writing stuff i was like what in the world so i'm still in the zero percent so if you have 
any idea about the theories, please spill the tea. But also share how you felt. Um, honestly, like I haven't had, like I definitely watched the video. I think uh, too many times. I think I've watched it too many times. Um, I think I need to stop watching it because I've watched it too many times. Um, I haven't really, like, honestly, like, had the time to actually really think about, like, what the symbolism or, you know, things like that that, that are present in the video. Um, for me, whenever I, just, I watched it, I was just like, you know, when I think, you know, because Tamin is an artist that has... Every time he releases music, right? You're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is only something Temin can do. Like, how can he outdo mm. himself? I think only Temin can outdo Temin, right? But then when he came out with this song, I was like, oh my gosh, once again, he's mm. done something that no one else can. And he does it so flawlessly and so beautifully, you know, um, that I'm just like always in awe of him as an artist mm -hmm. and how he always manages to do something that will make everyone collectively like jaw drop and be like, what? Like, do you know what I mean? What was that? Like, so, you know, that he's managed to, to do that again. So, and of course, like the songs in the album, oh my gosh, so beautiful. Like, I mean, strings, I love strings so much, like sad kids. I love so much. Oh, uh, now kids. I forgot that. But yeah, the duet that he did with Tan, oh my God, their voices are so beautiful together. Like, I know that he was so busy, right? Because preparing like the, they had Shiny had an album mm -hmm. and then they're repackaged. And then of course, Taemin, you know, whatever like Japanese promotions that he's trying to do before he enlists. Like, I know he had no time, but to be able to create something of this magnitude in the limited time that he had, I think also just speaks volumes to what kind of you know artist he is like I, i'm not sure if you notice it of course you notice it like um Taman's hands were stained in the music video while he played uh -huh. so being a literature student i got reminded of lady macbeth oh yeah uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. so yeah that's what instantly came in my mind but i couldn't relate anything like it is not the same thing so I had to give up on that and then think about something else. So, <laughs> wow. It's, it's crazy. Like, you know, like being a literature student, um, when an MB has a buffet, you immediately think about the uh, Roman banquet and all that. And then you realize it was just for the aesthetic purpose and it didn't relate anything for the theory. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, I've noticed that too, like, like a lot of like, um, artists in the past, sometimes I would ask them questions about like their music video or whatever symbolism that either, you know, I thought I saw or that fans kind of like the fan theories about it. And they were like, not all of them, but sometimes the artists would be like, Oh, actually, like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I think, you know, depending on the artist, you know, that they have like varying degrees of like, you know, artistic control over like how uh, like the story of the video pans out, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely see, seen fans like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, talking about Timmy's video. Are there any theories that you've seen? Uh, like aside from like, uh, you know, you mentioned Macbeth, but that you've seen online or yeah people were talking about Taman and black mamba relationship like ace and Taman's theories are together 
and I uh-huh. didn't understand that at all. But um, we did find a zord in the zord in the emery starting. So I was trying to bring out oh, like King Arthur. Person. Yeah. So right, I don't King know. Arthur. I'm King Arthur. Like, he was withdraw mm-hmm. that sword, uh, the the stone, right? And I yeah. did uh, think about you know, like bringing in piano, and I was like, does piano symbolize something? And um, I don't know. I still don't understand why the hands are stained. I really would love people to tell me what is happening and mm-hmm. the car crash and all that. So I'm still mm-hmm. thinking. He has people so many also- videos of car crashes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, people were also relating it with criminal and idea so criminal is where Mm. they think that um he has given his soul to the lady love who wasn't like who was like kind of bossy kind of a lady Mm -hmm. love so his soul is um turned into more like a devil kind of soul he has given Mm. his soul to the devil and Mm -hmm. idea is where he talks about the ideal type the Mm -hmm. essay written by plato is it Ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, uh, the so idea is where he talks about being the ideal. So this is the ideal self I want to be. Um, mm. And then comes advice where he finally finds that one advice is listening to my own advice. So it's not like the ideal self, but being myself and my own advice, and I go the way I want to. So, mm. Mm. cool stuff. Yeah, I think for me, I was just like, wow, like he because, you know, Temin in his V lives and stuff kind of like serious, but also joking. But he's like, you can't cheat on me. Don't go anywhere while I'm gone. And I'm like, wow, he really dropped that video to be like, can't forget me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he's leaving his mark before he goes. So, yeah, true. I really had tears. Like uh, I also felt that I really love sad kids and I felt Sad Kids was a cousin sister or literally the sibling of two kids. It's like the mm-hmm. continuity story. Immediately mm-hmm. when I, um, I was like washing my dishes and I was listening to the album and it was like, oh, I, I can kind of feel something similar. And when I opened it, it, it said it's Sad Kids playing and oh, two kids, Sad Kids. So are they mm-hmm. together? Is this something like a continuity story or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the english translations yet but i'm yet to do that. i think in timing's v life he actually mentioned that they are connected uh-huh. that that it's like it could be maybe it's like the two kids and then when they grow up it's like sad kids or something like that don't quote me word for word because i don't remember exactly <laughs> but I, th- I think that there is, there is like a connection between the two songs mm-hmm. yeah. mm. so and i like speaking of literature and theories are there any literary works you would like to see um idols bringing it up as theories any iconic literary piece you mean just like referencing like literature or the themes Mm. give me like um we had um we had oneness to be or not to be where they brought in hamlet theories and the sun god the greek gods and all those it was like a treat for a literature soul so i really wrote a very huge review kind of thing it doesn't really have mm-hmm. to be literary works 
it's because we are talking about literature i would love to hear a literary work from you but if there is a movie series you would also like to hmm <laughs> i mean like i don't know if this will exactly answer your question but like i you know i'm a really big fan of like greek mythology right mm-hmm. so um i know back when uh bts right like they had released that song like um Dion- dionysus you know yeah. and the even with God like their right so even in the choreography right they have like the drinking and like they're sitting at that long table uh which kind of reminded me of like a last supper type thing the way that they were mm-hmm. all seated um but um i really i really love the way that they they did that um if there were other you know like songs or whatever that drew from that kind of like a- ancient like mythology i mean i think that would be um really really beautiful one of the things actually like so uh i haven't watched any recently but i used to be really into like bollywood movies wow <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I lived in London for a year and during that time um I was introduced to Bollywood movies. Um and I had a lot of like uh Indian friends like that, you know, cuz uh London, you know, in general has like a pretty big Indian population. And so um but like the the color and like the themes and like the everything is so like beautiful, right? So I was like, "Oh, I would love to see if you know doing it in an appropriate way right not anything that gets people like upset right where they're like mm-hmm. oh my gosh that's cultural appropriation so nothing like that but i don't know something that that could be a little bit like bollywood esque i would love to see you know um, um sure yeah something like really like spectacular and like beautiful something like that so that um one of my favorite books actually which is not like a huge work of literature was always the little prince right so i was really really happy actually at the time when temin for his concert the t like 100 i can't remember what it's called now like 10010 whatever that was called um but like you know he had like those like a little prince theme like vcrs like you know throughout and stuff like that so you know i really really like that too i don't know if there's a, another group out there that could do something a little prince themed but yeah yeah that would be cool like i i think i'm more into greek literature as well and i love vampires mm. so recently mm. n did vampire themes and i was like yes <laughs> do it oh did they was was it their most recent track yeah that they drunk and oh okay oh okay okay i'm gonna have to watch it yeah uh, yeah vampires are always sexy <laughs> true and these yeah. were like prince i think they also brought in some elements from the vampire diaries as well the vampire diaries the originals i i didn't have time to write the review but i did get a lot of elements there and here like they were living through the years and they're they're still young and they're getting together for a party and I'm like yeah oh my gosh okay i'm definitely going to have to watch it because i i mean i actually i really love the vampire diaries um mm-hmm. when it first like i didn't watch all of the too. seasons yeah but the first few seasons like the salvatore brothers and elena i was like uh. i love the two hot brothers right i was so jealous of her i was like some people have all the luck you know but um yeah you know i i i absolutely love that series 
I loved how it showed them as like not so perfect. Mm. Right. Because as vampires, like on the outside, of course, they're really handsome and stuff like that. But it shows, you know, in the beginning, Stefan is kind of like a goody two shoes. Mm. But then it also shows like his how he wasn't always like that. Right. And how mm. hard he has to work to try and like maintain that kind of like image. So like showing the. I guess like the. They have this the human part. side. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't have that control as a vampire when Damon has it and. When you think Damon is all bad and he tries to, you know, like, he kind of sacrifices a lot of things and you're like, oh, Damon is a good guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. And and no matter how bad he is, his love for Elena is so pure. Like, mm -hmm. he loves her so much, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so where is Damon? We discover Damon here. I know. <laughs> we need a Damon. Where, where is our Damon? A bad guy, but good when it's for you, right? Doesn't mm -hmm. exist. That's why I have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I have two, so I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really amazing talking to you, and I really had the best time. So, um, oh, thank you. I had fun too. Yeah. So many of my listeners actually know it, but I'm just telling you because. I, I um, just, Damon is like the ultimate artist that I really want to interview as a journalist, like the ultimate goal that like you have it. And um, after that happens, I'm really happy in closing my eyes and bidding a goodbye to the world. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know, like I just take this two years as a period that is given to me to do amazing stuff as well. So uh, my first step is interviewing someone who is a big fan of Taman and also knows Taman so well. So thank you for yeah. joining. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Taman is like, he he's a great person. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, he, of course, a beautiful, like magnificent artist. I think one of the best um, of our generation. Um, mm -hmm. But... Yeah, he's exceptional, right? But I mm -hmm. think what makes him so much more special is that as a person, he's also, he has a really beautiful heart, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's very evident, you know, for anyone. I mean, of course, I've, you know, worked with him, you know, many times and I've been able to see it, but I know that fans can see it too. Like whether it's in his V lives, like no matter, like you can see it in his eyes, like the sincerity in, in, in how he talks, um, he really means what he says. Um, so you have chosen a really good person to have your ultimate wish interview with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Thank yeah. you. So hope we meet soon as well. Yes. Really yes. Yes. Sit down. Talk about Taman and Damon and all the mins. So. <laughs> all the mins. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Finally, would you like to give your social media accounts to our listeners so that they can follow them? Oh. I'm sure they're already doing that, but still. Okay. I mean, it's it's really simple because I'm really boring. <laughs> it's Stacy Nam, which is my name, S-T-A-C-Y-N-A-M. Um, yeah. I, I'm not really, a f I'm actually like quite a boring person, but, you know, if you want to follow boring people, you can find me, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> 
Stacy Nam. No. no, we love your selfies. If you want to have a heart attack, seeing some beautiful selfies, like, wow. And then, like, can people take selfies like this with celebrities? Then you should follow <laughs> Stacy Nam. Because, <laughs> so, yeah. As for me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Anthea Isaac. And for Believe, we have an Instagram page at Believe in K-Pop. So, yeah, it is such a beautiful episode. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy listening to it. Make sure to follow Stacy and uh, support her through the journey. Um, let us bring her back and uh, bring another session and have fun as well. So have a great new week. Um, whatever you are planning to do, just do that with hundred uh, percent and have a blessed week. Just remember to spread love and be loved. This is Anthea Isaac from Believe in K-pop. Bye. Yay! <laughs> Bye. <laughs>